what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. It is Monday evening, August 30th. Uh, we're uh, Next week, we're 10 days away from football on Thursday Night Football here. We got Dallas and Tampa Bay. I know a lot of people just had their, uh, their draft weekend, so I'm hoping you guys uh, heard the Dobbins news. If you guys avoided that, that's great. Uh, but what we're going to do in this video is we're going to kind of just look at the preseason games and just kind of give my... Uh, my thoughts and things that stuck out to me. Uh, I was on vacation this last weekend, so I was just kind of trying to catch up the news, and I didn't really have the best service, so it was kind of kind of difficult to stay ahead of things. But today, uh, I, I spent the entire morning updating the cheat sheet and just looking at everything here. I'm going to check my internet real quick because it looks like it's kind of lagging behind here. I'm going to switch it real quick. One second. Let me see if this works. And we are back. I hope that's a little bit smoother connection. I forgot to click on the good internet. So we're going to hop into a screen share here. Uh, but we're just going to look at the, the preseason, uh, the, the final week of preseason here. Let's take a look and see what games we can take things away from. Friday night, we had a handful of games. Uh, I just want to go over the comments real quick before we get into this. It's like Sports Dog had a really great draft. Josh Allen, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, running backs Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards, Robert Tunyon, the tight end, and then Cooper Cup as the flex. Got the kicker of the defense in there, but his bench, Damien Harris, Miles Gaskin, Antonio Brown, Zach Moss, Stafford, love this good, Russell Gage. There's Jared Cook and Mike Williams. So thank you for uh, for purchasing the draft kit. Glad you guys found some use for that. Uh, let's see here. This is Brandon Cooks and Javante Williams, I'm thinking here. But uh, I don't know. Hope you guys are all having a good night. We're going to get into some things here. And, yeah, we saw Trey Lance here has a small chip in his finger. Expected to miss about a week. I don't know what this means. It's a chip in his finger. It was a little bit of a, well, which finger? Like, who knows? Is it on his passing hand? We really don't know uh, too much about this. So we'll see. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll figure this one out. But I'm... I'm not expecting Trey Lance to – I mean, we got 10 days till I guess, the Thursday night, so there's still two weeks, so Trey Lance is going to be fine. But let's dive into some of these preseason games. And if you guys have any questions in the chat room, feel free to fire them up. Uh, tonight's is kind of a wild show. We're just going to get whatever you guys need, any kind of questions you have before your final drafts. The Colts and the Lions, really nothing to take away from this game. I'm looking at the box score here. Uh, Jacob Eason still playing good. He's probably the backup guy, 10 for 14, 74 yards. Uh, but really nothing here. I mean, Quintez Cephas is probably the number three receiver now, three for 35 and a touchdown. We did hear that they let Brashad Perriman go. So uh, I don't know where he's going to sign, but it looks like Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyrell Williams, and Quintez Cephas are the top receivers for Detroit. I really don't know. Uh, this game, yeah, really didn't show us that much. So we're going to kind of pass. Let's pass that one up and see if we can find some other uh, information here. The Eagles and the Jets. Uh, I thought the Jets held everybody back as well here, too. It's weird. Some teams decided to play. Some, te some teams really just didn't give us anything. But Joe Flacco, of course, the Eagles traded for Gardner Minshew this weekend, so that was kind of fun. But Flacco looks really good in the backup role. 13 of 16 for two touchdowns. Elijah Holyfield looks like he can make the team. Kenneth Gainwell, though, looking like he could have himself a role this season, which uh, is kind of why I'm, I'm nervous about Miles Sanders. I, don't, I really don't like drafting Sanders in the third or the fourth round. Kenneth Gainwell, five carries, 32 yards, and a touchdown. He also caught four for 27. So I think 
I think our guy Kenneth Gainwell here might cap some of the upside there, whether it's for Boston Scott or for Miles Sanders. But you do see Boston Scott here with a two for 49 and a touchdown himself. So the running backs behind Sanders playing really, really well. Uh, we didn't really see anything else too crazy in this game. Jalen Reger caught one. Travis Fulgham caught one. Uh, nothing from Devonta Smith. On the Jets side, they really didn't show anything us, uh, for us either. Josh Adams, 12 for 62. Ty Johnson, 13 for 53 and a touchdown. He might be the starting running back there to start the year. Michael Carter only got seven carries for 12 yards. Uh, and then as far as receiving go, really nothing, really nothing happened in this one. So we'll kind of keep it moving. Uh, we got a thought from Justin here. Thoughts on the Chargers wideout Tyron Johnson. Uh, it depends on how deep of a league you play. I can see him being a waiver wire person. Uh, I know last year at times he was one of the better receivers uh, for Jacksonville he, or for the Chargers. Let's pull up his stats real quick. He's kind of in a fight with uh, the rookie Josh Palmer for the number three spot. But last year, 20 catches, 398 yards, and three touchdowns. It was very sporadic, but he had some big plays. You see his yards per catch. <laughs> uh, he could take one play to the house. He's an interesting guy to have to your bench. If you're if you're in a 12-team league, that's maybe you know one of your last picks that you can grab him. They do have him listed here as a number four on FF Today. But I think he's going to be in the mix with Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer. So I think... This is a guy that I'm, I'm probably okay with leaving on the waiver wire, and let's just wait and see how the first couple weeks uh, you know, shake out. I know they like Josh Palmer a lot. He was their third-round pick, I believe, this year. And then Jalen Guyton's still kind of a deep threat here too. So there's not too much clarity for me uh, on whether he's the clear number three or yet, but we can. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to take a wait-and-see approach on Tyron Johnson. Uh, the Steelers and the Panthers. This one was interesting because Sam Darnold came into this one, and he played, I think, the whole first half. He goes 19 of 25, 162 yards and two touchdowns. This is fantastic. Uh, his receivers, DJ Moore, six for 48. And then you see Terrace Marshall, three for 43 and a touchdown from Sam Darnold. Robbie Anderson caught the other touchdown. He went two for 15 and a touchdown. So all three guys for Carolina have a potential spot on our rosters this year, whether Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore can be your wide receiver too. But Terrace Marshall Jr., he's a guy that I have been drafting really late. I think it's a good idea to maybe get a rookie receiver on your bench. And Terrace Marshall's probably looked like the best rookie receiver throughout preseason. So three for 43 and a touchdown in one half of work. That's you know roughly 13 points right there. Uh, so Terrace Marshall Jr., file that away. He's looking really good. As far as the running backs, it looks like Chuba Hubbard is the clear backup, 10 for 35. Nothing else really stuck out in this one, but it's good to see Sam Darnold playing well against, I think, the, the second team Steelers uh, started this one. But either way, it's good to see Sam Darnold have a 119.1 rating. And then as far as the Steelers, Haskins, 9-16, 108 and a touchdown. I think it's clear Mason Rudolph is the number two, the next man up. We'll see if Haskins can slowly chip away at that. Uh, but really nothing too crazy in this one. Chase Claypool won for 18. He also had an 11-yard run. They kind of just rested the starters. They got uh, Ben and all the other guys in last week. Um, let me see here. Um, where do you rank Gus? Is he top 20? Okay. let's. Uh, I'm going to click on the Chiefs box score. And when I updated my, my Ravens projections, there's a couple injuries uh, this week. I had to update the Indianapolis Colts because – T.Y. Hilton's going to miss some time. And then I had to update the, the Baltimore Ravens. And for now, I have Gus Edwards leading the team. He's going to be right around 1,000 yards. I gave him 205 carries, nine touchdowns. I think he's going to be the leading uh, receiving back. But I do like Justice Hill. I do like Tyson Williams. I think they're going to be used uh, a little bit in uh, you know to help 
just spread the ball around and not get Gus over too many carries. But Tyson Williams, the rookie running back, I think he's going to be the second leading ball carrier. And then Justice Hill, I think he's going to get third most carries, but he's going to be probably used a little bit more in the passing game than Tyson Williams. So uh, I do have Gus, 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, and I even added 20 catches for him. And when it came out, uh, let's see here. He is in, this is full PPR. He's my RB21. So uh, I guess my thinking is why take Miles Sanders in the third or fourth round when you can get Gus Edwards in the fifth or the sixth? Uh, that seems to be, you know, one of the hot spots. And there's some names here, Gus Edwards, RB21. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with Mike Davis uh, as your RB22, but Damien Harris, Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt, Daryl Henderson. Uh, I like grabbing as many running backs as I can from uh, kind of this, this big tier, you know, RBs 21 through 30. I think grabbing two of those running backs uh, can be a really good idea because the value on these guys is pretty cheap. So I do have Gus Edwards ranked as a low-end running back too. If you guys play in half PPR or uh, standard leagues, Gus Edwards' value, he's gonna, it's going to go up because we know he's not going to be a target monster. But uh, I just think it's interesting that they were targeting J.K. Dobbins on that play. He got hurt. So they it was clear J.K. Dobbins was going to get a little bit more work in the passing game than I think people were, uh, were, were planning on. So Gus Edwards is my RB21. Uh, and then uh, with the T.Y. Hilton news, since he is, we don't know really, there's really, it was kind of vague. We really don't have too much information on T.Y. Hilton. Uh, but interestingly enough, I did move up most of my numbers for Michael Pittman Jr., who is now my wide receiver 38. I think he's in that range of Cortland Sutton, Jacoby Myers, Brandon Cooks. He's like in this, you know, is this guy the wide receiver one on his own team kind of territory? Um, so Cortland Sutton, Michael Pittman, Jacoby Myers, you know, these guys are all uh, kind of, you know, high risk, high reward receivers at the eighth, ninth, 10th round. So if you get to the point and you want a potential wide receiver one, Michael Pittman Jr., I mean, I keep coming back to the fact that uh, the Colts took Michael Pittman Jr. over Jonathan Taylor last year. So they they basically said, we, we can't leave the draft without Pittman. We'll see if we can get Jonathan Taylor still. So they, they wanted Pittman more than Taylor. So I think he is kind of becoming an attractive, uh, maybe that first wide receiver off your bench, your number four, number five, he could end up being a top 36 wide receiver. Um, so I like Pittman's side there a lot. Uh, but let's look at this, uh, this Vikings-Chiefs game because we saw Kirk Cousins and Mahomes both play. For the Chiefs, Mahomes just comes out dealing eight for nine, 117 yards and two touchdowns. He gets the 158.3 perfect passer rating. Uh, we see the receivers, Tyree Kill, one for 35 and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, two for 35. Uh, a couple other guys made some catches. Uh, you see Demarcus Robinson, two for 30. Um, a lot of running back passes. Byron Pringle, one for 11. Cornell Powell, one for eight. Uh, nothing from our guy, Miko Hardman, though. So that's interesting. I don't know if he played or not. But uh, it's good to see the Chiefs' offense back in, into uh, in the swing of things. I think they just released Darwin Thompson. So they're going to be rolling in with uh, – there's the Hardman carry. But we're rolling in with Clyde Edwards, Jarek McKinnon, and Daryl Williams as the main back. So if Clyde Edwards misses any time with that ankle injury, we're probably going to be watching for McKinnon and Daryl Williams. On the Vikings side of things, you've got Kirk Cousins, 5 of 7, 57 yards. Uh, nothing really on the, 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 the ground game here. It looks like A.J. Rose Jr. maybe makes the team here, 6 for 41 and two touchdowns. Uh, but other than that, like they really didn't play their guys. Irv Smith, uh, Ido Smith there, but Irv Smith is up here with 2 for 39. He's going to have surgery, though. He's got a meniscus injury. It's not like season ending or anything, but it's going to sideline him. It sounds like for maybe a Two weeks, three weeks, like we really don't know. And again, there's still 14 days before the Vikings actually play their first game of the season. Um, so he's going to get that time to heal. 
Maybe he misses one or two games. Herb Smith's going to probably end up falling a lot in the draft because people are nervous about that injury. We were super excited about Herb, and I think we might be able to get him for even cheaper now and just just leave him on the bench. He's got a lot of high upside. He could be a top 12 wide or tight end for us this year. In his place, though, you're going to see backup tight end Tyler Conklin, uh, who they were actually really, <clears throat> really excited about, too. That's going to be a two tight end duo. Uh, but Herb Smith fell down to tight end 17 for me. Tyler Conklin, wider, uh, tight end number 25. If Irv misses more than you know two, three weeks, Tyler Conklin's going to be a guy that you can start right away. And I think if you just waited to the end of the draft, like you could start Tyler Con- Conklin week one and uh, try to uh, figure out your tight end position along the way. So uh, the Vikings did not get through the preseason unscathed. Tyler, uh, Irv Smith going to miss uh, maybe a week or two. Who knows yet? We're still waiting some information. The Packers and Bills kicked off Saturday's game. Uh, slate of games, Jordan Love, 12 of 18, 149 in an interception. Uh, nothing really happening on the, on the ground game. Kylan Hill, though, he has pretty much established himself as the RB3 in Green Bay. If anything happens to uh, Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, Kylan Hill's the next man up. So just file that away for, uh, for the regular season. He'll be on our waiver wire speed dial. Uh, what's going on, Matt? Thanks for hanging out in the, in the chat room and watching the video tonight. Uh, we're just doing our uh, our preseason wrap-up here. We're just trying to figure out if there's anything meaningful that we can get from this last weekend's games. The Packers really didn't show us anything in this preseason. It was good to see Jordan Love play again. Uh, he threw the ball really well. And if you consider Green Bay has not played their top 30, top 35 players in any of the preseason games this year. Um, so he's pretty much running with the practice squad offense. And uh, the Bills played their starters from the majority of the first half. So uh, this game was 13-0 at halftime. Green Bay had a couple uh, drives stall out, uh, you know, in the goal line in the red zone. So this game was actually really encouraging for me with uh, Jordan Love. Uh, but this one was all about Josh Allen. He comes in the first half, 20 of 26, 194 yards and two touchdowns, only sacked once. Um, Gabriel Davis caught one of the touchdowns, five for 75 and a touchdown. Cole Beasley, four for 52. Emmanuel Sanders, four for 27. No Stefan Diggs in this one. Uh, he's still being held up, being just a precautionary kind of thing right now. But a uh, really interesting game. The running back situation, Zach Moss, four carries for 10 yards. Uh, no carries for Devin Singletary. He did have two catches for eight yards. But as Zach Moss is getting healthier, it, lo- it looks like Zach Moss in the lead for touches and carries. Again, he had four carries to Singletary, zero carries, uh, two catches for him, and then one for Moss, who actually did – Moss caught the touchdown. So uh, Zach Moss is an interesting guy that you can put on your bench as you're running back three, four, or whatever. Just try to get a piece of this Buffalo offense any way that you can. Uh, let's take a look and see what else we got next here. The Ravens and Washington and J.K. Dobbins, guys. It's uh, it's sad. You know, I like J.K. Dobbins in the third round. Uh, especially if you wanted to start two wide receivers, you know, to just bang out two top five wide receivers, you get J.K. Dobbins in the third, and then all things are kind of rolling after that. But Dobbins goes two for 15 in this one. He does catch a ball that ultimately uh, gets him banged up with the knee, one catch for two yards. It's going to be the Gus Bus show. Gus Edwards was two of 27 in this one. I don't see any catches for him. Uh, he's never really caught the ball much uh, to begin with. Let me, let's, let's just pull up Gus Edwards' numbers real quick. Um, and if you're still drafting, uh, I think for the most part, like my most important leagues, I tell people to wait until Labor Day to do your drafts because that's after the preseason. You know, there's no worrying about uh, is a player healthy or not. But Gus Edwards is a damn good running back. Three straight years, over 700 yards, uh, five yards per carry every single year. 
a total of uh, 10 touchdowns on the ground in three years here. And not really used much as a receiver, though, but look at his averages. Last year, he caught nine for 129 yards. That's 14.3 yards per catch. So if he doubles his workload in the passing game, you're looking at a guy that could be very useful. And again, this is the role that J.K. Dobbins turned into double-digit touchdowns almost last year. Uh, so Baltimore Ravens running game, you know you want a part of that. I think for Gus Edwards, uh, let me look and see where I have him rank in my flex rankings, and I can tell you guys where I think he should be going. Um, let's scroll down here. So I have him as my 63rd best player. So that's technically in the fifth round. I think that's when you're going to see people begin to get interested in Gus Edwards. If he falls to the sixth round, I think that's probably the fair value for him. Uh, and I, I could see myself reaching on a Gus Edwards for a receiver in the fifth round if that's how it's going. Uh, but I would I would prepare to be using Gus Edwards as your running back too. If you get him as your flex, that's fine. But I think he can be a serviceable running back too. Uh, and then with this Baltimore Ravens game, uh, they, they've won 20 straight preseason games in a row, by the way. That's a record uh, that might not be broken. But Lamar, 3 of 4, 29 yards. The running game, again, we talked about Dobbins already. Uh, but the receivers, Mark Andrews, 2 for 27. You see Eric Tomlinson, Tillon Wallace, James Proch, Benjamin Victor with the four uh, passing touchdowns here by Tyler Huntley. He just, he's the clear number two quarterback, but uh, it's okay. Like Mark Andrews is still useful. Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson, let's just keep it simple. I'm not going to trust Marquise Brown or Sammy Watkins or Rashad Bateman. I think just go with Lamar, Gus, and Mark, and uh, we'll stay away from the rest of the Ravens. Uh, the Washington football team didn't show us anything. Uh, they sat their top two quarterbacks. Antonio Gibson didn't play. No Terry McLaurin. Uh, just nothing really to learn from this one. So we know who the starters are. We know who we're going to trust with Washington. So that's good news, I suppose. Uh, let's take a peek here at the Bears and the Titans. Again, not, these teams really didn't show us too much. Nick Foles and Justin Fields played. Andy Dalton did get the rest. Uh, but Justin Fields, 7 of 10, 54 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked once. Uh, he did have two carries, 13 yards. The receivers... Really nothing to learn here. I don't think we're going to be seeing any of these guys contribute, uh, you know, on the Sundays for the Bears coming up. Uh, on Tennessee side, Matt Barkley, Logan Woodside dueling it for the quarterback, too. It looks like Logan Woodside technically played a little bit better. Uh, Brian Hill, don't sleep Brian Hill as being a backup name to know. If anything happens to Derrick Henry, I think Brian Hill might be that guy that we call up from the waiver wire. Um, so keep your name, I guess, just keep, again, file his name away in the back of your mind. If anything happens to our man, Derrick Henry, Brian Hill might be the next best running back there. But Javine Hawkins, don't sleep on him. He went 10 for 49 and a touchdown. Uh, I'm not sure Mikai Sargent's going to make the team, but I think they're going to end up carrying maybe three more running backs behind Derrick Henry. So interesting, but nothing really that we need to know for fantasy, I guess, at this point. I'm just glad nobody got hurt in any of those games. Tampa Bay and the Texans. Now, I learned some good things in this one. Tampa Bay's offense is going to be damn good. I think that's one of the offenses you need to make sure you take a player from, whether it's – if you want the best piece, it's probably Tom Brady. If you wait on quarterback, you can collect Tom Brady. You're going to get all the stats from, you know, the three-stud wideouts and the Gronk and some of the, the pass-catching back. So I think that's probably the safest call is if you want a Tampa Bay player, just get Tom Brady. He's really cheap. He's going to probably be a top-five, top-ten quarterback option most weeks. And uh, just it's clicking right now. 11 of 14, 154 yards and a touchdown. Wasn't sacked at all. His weapons, Chris Godwin, three for 84 and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, four for 42. Mike Evans, who's apparently he's been just getting some of the best reviews that like this has been his best camp. He's in the best shape. Mike Evans only goes two for 20, but 
you got to get one of these Tampa Bay wide receivers, whether it's Godwin's or Evan, you know, they, they kind of go with that three, four turn in a, a 12 man draft. I think you probably need to circle one of those guys and hope you can get them. If you miss on the Godwin or the Evans, Antonio Brown, somewhere in the eighth, ninth round, Tom Brady still, you know, seventh, eighth round, you kind of wait and see the quarterbacks go before him and then you can snag him. Uh, but man, this offense has plenty of weapons. The running backs, you see Keyshawn Vaughn, they're trying to force him. Uh, let's see, 15 of 29, Ronald Jones, four for 27 in a touchdown. I think Ronald Jones is the clear uh, lead running back. He's going to lead this team in carries. I have him as a top 24 running back. His touchdown was really sweet too. He, he was untouched and he kind of just changed his direction and just ran for the pylon. Uh, Ronald Jones, one of my favorite running backs to put on your bench. Uh, this guy, 12. How about Gronk? Uh, I think for the most part, like you know what you're getting from Gronk. Gronk is going to be very boom bust. He's probably going to get a handful of high uh, efficiency targets. You know, he's going to be a target in the red zone. So if you like kind of playing a little bit risky, I like Gronk. I think you can put him. Uh, it's best when, when you're drafting a guy like Gronk, he's got a really cheap ADP. You're probably going to draft him in another tight end. But I think, I mean, Thursday night football in 10 days against the, the Dallas Cowboys, it might be kind of fun to start Gronk. I could see myself getting talked into starting him week one and then just playing the matchups. We know OJ Howard's coming back, but it's going to be kind of a committee with Howard and Brait. Um, so I like Gronk. We know he's going to be used in the red zone, but uh, it's, it's going to be risky. You know, each week you kind of got to make your, uh, you got to choose your, your, your battles with Gronk. But I think again, I just I, when you when you guard Godwin Evans Antonio Brown Gronk's going to be kind of left a lot uh, on his own. So I like Gronk. He's a fringe kind of tight end one for I think for most weeks. I, I probably would start him against Dallas too uh, in week one for the Houston Texans though. And I guess with with Tampa Bay, I'm not interested in Leonard Fournette. I'm not interested in Giovanni Bernard. I think those guys are going to both be kind of useful as the passing down in real football. But as far as fantasy football, I just Ronald Jones is going to be the lead carrier. Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard are going to be the, just fighting for third down and passing down work. I think. Uh, but Houston, you got Davis Mills coming in here, ten for twenty seven, hundred six yards. He throws two touchdowns, but also the three interceptions not great Tyrod Taylor this is his job I expect him to start week one six of nine 31 yards he was sacked once whatever uh the receivers good to see Nico Collins the rookie out of Michigan two for 16 and a touchdown uh Brandon Cooks one of three I've been saying like I'm okay with drafting Brandon Cooks but in that eighth ninth round Give me, give me Antonio Brown. I'd rather be a part of a good team. Uh, I'd rather have the third, you know, best receiver on a team versus uh, the number one on probably the worst team in football. So I think I'm out on Brandon Cooks at ADP. There's just too many other better situations that I find myself wanting to draft. If if you must, Nico Collins, like he could be one of the best walk off picks of your draft, whether it's the 15th, 16th round. Uh, but I think for the most part, it's safe to say, let's just avoid Houston Texans. The running game. Mark Ingram, 11 of 44. Mark Ingram is how old and he's getting 11 carries in the preseason. Like, I just, what are we doing, Houston? Uh, Philip Lindsay, 6 of 17. Scotty Phillips, 8 for 73. David Johnson, 4 for 30. It's it's just a, a it's going to be a carousel of, of a mess for the Houston running the game. So draft your Buccaneers. I think that's the most important take from that, uh, from that game. Let's go to... The LA Rams, who again they sh they never show us anything for preseason, but then you got the Denver Broncos here. Uh, let's see what we can learn in this one. 
Can I zoom in a little more? Uh, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, we know, has been named the starting quarterback. Bridgewater goes 6 of 11 for 62 yards and one TD. Drew Locke, 5 of 7, 67 yards and one touchdown. So pretty similar numbers. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater, going to be the starter. We see Cortland Sutton goes 2 for 27 in a touchdown. Uh, Austin Fort, one of the backup tight ends there, catches the other touchdown. I think that was one from Drew Locke. Uh, but nothing really learned too much. I guess it was good to see Cortland Sutton back out there and looking uh, pretty good on his touchdown and a couple. He had the other nice catch there too. But Albert Okwagbinom, the backup tight end, three for twenty-three. If anything happens to Noah Font or Noah Fant, uh, I'm, we're going to be calling up Albert O on the waiver wire. So just file that name away for you. We'll see if Tim Patrick gets traded or anything. I think they know their top receivers are Derek Judy, Sutton, and Hamler. We'll see if Patrick can get some work. Uh, and then the most interesting thing from this game. Melvin Gordon plays 5 for 35. That's actually a decent game. Uh, Royce Freeman, 5 of 9. No Javante Williams in this one, which just makes me think that they've seen enough of Javante Williams to make him you know, be their lead back. They didn't want to risk anything with him. They've seen enough of him. He was uh, inactive, I guess. Uh, he didn't play at all. So I'm leaning towards Javante Williams being a high upside pick, whether that's the 6th, 7th, 8th round. Got to feel out your league and you got to know when rookies go. But Javante Williams... One of my favorite uh, late round, I guess mid to late round running backs that you could pick. Uh, let me see what we got in the comments here. We got Hartnell down. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for the question. Should we trade Kareem Hunt for Kenny Galladay? My receivers are really weak. Godwin and Devonta Smith. I made a lot of trades and my RBs are now Eckler. Aaron, I think that's Aaron Jones, Mixon, and David Montgomery. Um, so to get Kenny Galladay over Kareem Hunt, um, you're, you're correct. Like having Eckler Jones, Mixon, and David Montgomery, you probably don't need Kareem Hunt. I think what I would do, though, is if you know you only have to start two receivers, Godwin and Devonta Smith, um, I, I would ask, you know, what other receivers are on the waiver wire? Is there anyone else that you're able to cut? Because uh, otherwise, maybe maybe you just hold. Like If you know you're going to start Godwin and Devonta Smith, who I think I, for me, I would prefer to start Smith over Galladay. Kenny Galladay's got some injuries right now. I don't really know if I trust uh, getting the part of the New York Giants on my offense. Uh, and then, who knows, a week into the season, some of these running backs, for me, I think I would rather hold the the five really good running backs that you have and wait for an opportunity to strike. Because if, if Nick Chubb misses a game or something, uh, all of a sudden Kareem Hunt's value goes way up. Maybe, maybe David Montgomery or, or Joe Mixon are kind of disappointing or things like that. Um, so the receivers you got there on the bench, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Rashad Bateman, and Curtis Samuel. Uh, you can maybe get Rob. Ooh, that's, that's, I would rather do that. If you can trade Kareem Hunt straight up for Robbie Anderson, I think that's uh, a really good option. Let me see if I can find some other receiver names here for you uh, that I like. So for Kareem Hunt, I think he's a running back, you know, a fringe running back too. So you're essentially looking for a, a wide receiver ranked, you know, kind of similarly, whether that's the top, you know, 25, top 30 receiver. Um, so if you can get kind of any of these guys here, I'm just going to highlight a bunch. I don't think you can get Ayuk or Juju for it. Uh, but if you can get kind of any of these guys, I think it's worth just saying, hey, like, do you need Kareem Hunt? Uh, but Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, uh, you probably won't get Adam Thielen. But if you can get Robbie Anderson, I think that's a really sweet move. T. Higgins, Julio Jones, Chase Claypool, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I'd even take Michael Gallup or Corey Davis could maybe get the job done too. I think he's going to be the number one receiver for the Jets this year. Uh, maybe Odell Beckham uh, could be traded for Kareem Hunt. Uh, probably not Jamar Chase, but maybe Debo Samuel, maybe Antonio Brown. Uh, so it really depends. Um, 
if you're able to go back and look at, um, you can probably get one of these. Um, honestly, I'm I'm really good with all of three of these guys. If it's if it's full PPR, I think Tyler Boyd's probably got the safest floor each week. Um, ooh, I, the Jerry Judy ceiling is exciting. So I guess if I had to rank them, I'm just gonna rank them by how I have them projected. Uh, so it looks like I have Tyler Boyd being one of the best receivers, uh, top 24 wide receiver. You do see Chase Claypool at 29, but Jerry Judy, 24, and then Robbie Anderson. So uh, I, I would start for Tyler Boyd. I think in a, if this is truly full PPR, Tyler Boyd's probably the safest. And yeah, we get the confirmation that it is full PPR. I would start with the Tyler Boyd owner, see if he wants uh, you know a Kareem Hunt type running back. Uh, move on to Jerry Judy owner. Uh, check out the Robbie Anderson owner, and then uh, you can follow up with Chase Claypool. I think people are going to be so – people seem to be a little bit more excited about Chase Claypool, so I think that might be hard to give up. But if you have a team that's weak at running back, you know, click on uh, some of their receivers and see what they get. I think that's a really fair trade. And this is like, – I think you drafted really well because um, it looks like you knew you were weak at receiver, but the value of running backs looked like they kept falling to you. Uh, so you did you did the right thing. You, you continue to collect the best value. You got five really good running backs. Uh, so now you can go kind of shopping and see if you're interested in cashing one of those. So thank you for the question, man. No problem. We'll, uh, we'll be doing this all season. We got Sports Dog here. Our draft next Sunday. Yahoo has a enter the draft image that you clicked to enter the draft room. It's been years since the ESPN draft. Did the same thing for opening the draft room. Uh, once we are, let's see, I'd be able to pull it up. Um, Assuming you use the desktop, let's, let's go ahead and pull this up real quick. ESPN is pretty simple. Uh, let's click on the Fellowship Fun League. Uh, you're going to go to the – there might be a tab here. Uh, when you go into your team, there might be, a, say, something that says draft now. Uh, or Otherwise, you just go to the league homepage, and it'll say – kind of when this uh, countdown hits, it'll say draft now, lobby open kind of thing. So you, you just click into that, and you should be good to go. Um but anyways, where were we? Uh, keep the questions coming. If you guys got more questions, we'll uh, we'll hang out and answer whatever ones you guys need. Um, but the Broncos, very excited. We just talked about Jerry Judy. I think with Teddy Bridgewater, that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, Bridgewater just he just lifted Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel all to top twenty-five wide receiver finishes. So Jerry Judy to me has a top twenty-five ceiling. The Rams. Never show us anything. Bryce Perkins, 23 or 42, 201. Looks like he's going to maybe make it as the team's number two. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Sony Michelle's in town. I'm interested to see how this Rams offense works. But I think uh, my positioning on the Rams, on how to navigate them for fantasy, is it's kind of been the same throughout the whole injury after Cam Akers. Is you want Cooper Cup. You want Robert Woods. Take the safe players on that offense, whether you spend a late third on Woods or a fourth-round pick on Cup. Uh, just go get your 90, you know, some catches in your 1,000 yards. And uh, I think we're going to want to avoid the running backs there. Uh, but let's move on to the Chargers and the Seahawks here. I don't think this one showed us much of anything. Let me just scan this really quick. Alex Collins might be the number one running back uh, backup to Chris Carson. He goes 10 for 37 in a touchdown. Rashad Penny, 7 of 24. I read something about uh, Penny maybe being on the roster bubble. Uh, and then interestingly enough, Alex Collins, seven for 52, he catches all seven of his targets. So he looks, uh, don't sleep on Alex Collins. If anything happens to Chris Carson, we're probably going to be checking out Alex Collins on the waiver wire. So just file that name away. Rashad Penny, one for five through the air, but really a bag of nothing here. Gerald Everett, one for two, uh, just the one target there. Not really too much shown here for Seattle. 
Uh, with the Ram or the Chargers side of things, Easton Stick, Chase Daniel, really no starters. You do see Tyron Johnson, who we got uh, asked about him earlier, four for 41. Josh Palmer, three for 26. Uh, I don't see any. Where's our guy, Jalen Guyton? Uh, so the number three, number four Chargers receivers up for grabs. I think I'm okay with letting that be on the waiver wire, and we'll see if that sorts itself out. Uh, but really a bag of nothing here from Seattle and the Chargers. Let's move on to the next one here. Um, let's see. The, the Cardinals in the – I hope anyone, if uh, you guys know anybody in the New Orleans area, prayers up for them having uh, Hurricane Ida come through, it sounds like. I don't know if that city has power yet, but uh, not uh, – crazy wins so i hope everyone's safe and thoughts and prayers to anybody in that area uh, but the saints it sounds like they're going to be hanging around in the dallas area they're, they're trying to get that game played uh week one against green bay it might be relocated so we'll we'll monitor the saints uh but the jaguars and the cowboys if aiden's still hanging out in the chat uh the, the jaguars man <laughs> they finally uh they finally put the, a nice thing together here on tape Trevor Lawrence, 11 of 12, 139 and two touchdowns. The receivers, LaVisca Chenault, three for 33 and a touchdown. Uh, one of the best receivers you could put on your team in that, that seventh, eighth, ninth round. He's going to probably be a top 36 wide receiver. And if you get him on your bench, like that's that's the value on draft day. Uh, get LaVisca as your number four receiver. I think he can be a number three, but just get him on the bench. I think he's going to lead the team in targets and receptions this year. Uh, you see some other guys catch some passes here. Philip Dorsett, one for 38. We'll see if he makes the team. Uh, the leading tight end is going to be James O'Shaughnessy. I don't know if we're going to care about the tight end situation. Uh, and then really nothing else. Marvin Jones, I don't think, played. James Robinson, one catch for two yards. Uh, and then the carries. James Robinson, three of ten. Carlos Hyde, one of five. Good to see Divine Ozigbo, 11 for 68 and a touchdown. Uh, but the Jaguars... Uh, looking good here. They put up 17 points in the first half. Again, Trevor Lawrence. I think he can be a quarterback too for us. Uh, if you guys do play Superflex, I think he looks good as a uh, kind of a, a second or number three quarterback on your team. Try to draft another guy if you can. Uh, but I do think there's going to be weeks that Lawrence looks like a quarterback one. Maybe even week one against Houston. They play Houston two times this year. He might be good against Tennessee a couple times. But uh, you see the LaVisca Chenault touchdown. I don't know if you can see that in the corner. Uh, but I'm excited about Lawrence. We're going to probably see him rack up some rushing yards too. Uh, and I still think James Robinson, a fringe third round pick, uh, could be an interesting uh, RB1 candidate. Probably looks best as a running back too. Uh, still haven't seen anything from DJ Chark. So I'm going to rank the receivers as LaVisca, Marvin, and Chark. Uh, if you can take whoever's last, I think I'm fine with that. But I'm getting very uh, excited about LaVisca and Trevor Lawrence. The Dallas Cowboys don't show us anything. Don't really know if I need to uh, to mention anything in this one. They rested uh, all their starters that we need to know about. So we'll move on to the next game. Let's see what we got here. The Dolphins and the Bengals. Saw a little bit of Joe Burrow in this one. Didn't really say anything too crazy. 0 for 1, whatever. At least he didn't get sacked. Uh, but they didn't really need to see him out there too much. The receivers, Tyler Boyd did have a carry. Jamar Chase, 0 for 1. Auden Tate caught a pass. Really a bunch of nothing in this one. But the running backs, you see Joe Mixon, one for five. Travion Williams and Jocks Patrick are fighting for the backup role here. Chris Evans, though, he caught a dime of a pass. I don't know if you can see this in the replay up there, but uh, the backup running back, he might be someone worth keeping an eye on. Chris Evans, one for 29 and a touchdown on that catch. 
but I don't. The Bengals didn't really show us anything all preseason. I still think Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins all can be wide receiver threes, but I'm going to bank on Tyler Boyd because ADP is cheaper and he's going to catch more balls, I think, than the other two. The Miami Dolphins, Reed Sinet got the whole game. A bunch of nothing on this side. No starters played. I don't really need to worry about the Dolphins. We saw enough of Tua, I think, last week to know that we should be interested in Tua in the Dolphins' offense. Uh, let's move on to the Raiders and the 49ers. So we were talking earlier, Trey Lance has the the chip in his finger. I really don't know what that means, uh, what finger, what hand, whatever. Uh, but he did play okay, 6 of 13, 46 yards. He did rush for a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo also rushed for a touchdown in this one. Uh, he was also 4 of 7 for 64 yards. So they're, they're going to be using this weird 2QB system. Whether Garoppolo uh, leads a drive and they get down to the red zone and they bring in Trey Lance to run some kind of read option thing. Uh, I do think it's messy for Jimmy Garoppolo. If you're going to draft him in fantasy, I probably just wouldn't. Uh, but Trey Lance, with this finger, you might get a discount over the weekend on, on people not as, as excited about him. But I think he's going to be used every game. And it's just a matter of time before he actually gets the full lion's share of the workload as the QB1. So Trey Lance, I still have a soft spot in my uh, my draft plan there. But the biggest takeaway was Raheem Mostert, 7 for 53 on the ground. At one point, I think he got five straight carries. Uh, he's going to be the lead back. You know, he's going to be the lead back. So if you're drafting him in the 7th, 8th, ninth round, as long as he's healthy, we're probably going to rank him as a tie, uh, as a running back two, a top 24, top 25 running back. Trey Sermon also looked really good, though, 7 for 37. As far as the receiver, no running backs really caught a ball, so nothing happening there. But I think it's going to be a fun Mostert-Sermon uh, kind of split backfield. Both guys look really, really good. Those are probably my favorite two spots. George Kittle, one for 14. Um, Debo Samuel, one for 24. I don't think Ayuk played, but really that 49ers team is you – I think you probably got to take an interesting uh, stand on it, whether you want the uh, one of the running backs or one of the receivers in the tight end. I think San Francisco is going to be a fun offense this year. Raiders didn't show us anything. That might be a good thing, though. We haven't seen – any of the receivers, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, um, John Brown, uh, Hunter Renfro, they're kind of sitting everything right now. So the Raiders, we'll see what happens with them. The Patriots and the Giants. Mac Jones time? Like, What else do we need to see from Cam Newton? Uh, Mac Jones comes in 10 of 14, 156 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked four times, so that's a little concerning. Uh, Cam Newton, though, two of five, 10 yards, and he did throw a pick. It was a hell of a pick, though, by Blake Martinez. He had a really amazing catch uh, and kind of wrestled it from Jacoby Myers. So that was kind of interesting. But the leading receivers on this team, uh, Jacoby only won for six. Nelson Aguilar only won for four. I think those were two plays uh, by Cam Newton. But the, the, the main thing was Christian Wilkerson, four for 72. Backup tight end, Devin Asiasi, four for 64. There's Isaiah Zuber, four for 50 and a touchdown. Ramondre Stevenson showing that he can do more than just run in for touchdowns, two of 17 through the air. And then you just look at some of the rushing numbers. J.J. Taylor, nine for 76. Damien Harris, the lead back, four for 29. And Ramondre there, five for 23 with a touchdown. Patriots are going to be a hard team to figure out this year. They got four good running backs. Um, so I, I really like Damien Harris. He's going to probably lead the team in carries. And uh, Bill Belichick has typically been slow with bringing look, rookies along into the offense. So I think unless Harris gets hurt, we're probably not going to see Stevenson get any meaningful carries. But Harris, now that Sonny Michelle is gone, I think Harris is a fringe running back too. You can get him uh, still pretty cheap, and he's going to lead the team in carries. Not a lot of catches, but if he just gets one catch a game, you know that's going to boost his floor. 
Uh, I think I continue to say that Jacoby Myers is really the only receiving weapon I want on this team. Maybe Jonu Smith as a backup tight end. And then I think Mac Jones, guys. Mac Jones, if you play in Superflex, Mac Jones might be someone worth snagging at the end of your draft. Uh, on the Giants side, Daniel Jones, 17 of 22, 135 and a touchdown and a pick. He was sacked twice. Leading receivers, I mean, Sterling Shepard looked really good, 5 for 42. I think, of course, uh, Sony uh, Saquon Barkley looked really good in warmups. If you're still getting Saquon Barkley to fall to you at the 9-10 spot, I think I'm okay with drafting Barkley. Uh, but as far as the receivers, we did have a question on Kenny Galladay early. I, I don't know if I want Kenny Galladay with his hamstring on my team this year. He, we saw him get you know limited with that all last year. He's already flared that up this summer. Uh, why spend a fifth or sixth round pick on a Kenny Galladay character when you can get Sterling Shepard you know, in, in the double-digit rounds? He was 5 for 42. That's 9.2 PPR points. He had six targets. Yeah, he's probably been Daniel Jones' best target over the last, pretty much through his career. Um, so Sterling Shepard looks really good. I think if there's a value for the Giants, it's probably Sterling Shepard. Really nothing else stuck out in this one. Daniel Jones doesn't excite me as a quarterback, too, in Superflex, so I think I'm going to stay away. Uh, it's all about Barkley. If Barkley comes out and looks good, that's going to be everything that you need there. Uh, this guy, let's see, would it be wrong to draft Janu and Henry to see what shakes out? Um, as long as you're not, you know, paying too high uh, for them. If, if, you know, by then, usually there's like 12 to 13 tight ends off the board already. So the opportunity cost is really cheap. Uh, I would say I have, I got Janu as my number 12. And then I have Hunter Henry here as my 21. Um, I mean, if, if Hunter Henry gets hurt, Jonu Smith's going to, you know, be on the field a little bit more. If John gets hurt, Hunter Henry's going to be there a little bit more. So I like it. Uh, you can probably wait and see what happens for the bye weeks, but I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, as long as you know, you're going to be starting one of the guys each week. I think that can, uh, that can be worked out. But if you're drafting Hunter Henry later, uh, maybe, maybe you snag a Jared Cook or a Zach Ertz or one of those older older tight ends that are a little bit more reliable. So I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, I still think Johnny Smith is probably the guy that I would prefer to have in my lineup a little bit more. I've just been let down by Hunter Henry a little bit as he gets injured uh, the last few seasons. Let's move on to what do we got? Our last game, the Browns and the Falcons. Kyle Pitts had a nice 27-yard catch and run. But uh, we'll, I guess let's just get that out of the way. We didn't see Matt Ryan – we didn't really see anything from the Falcons offense. No Calvin Ridley, of course. Uh, Josh Rosen, though, 9 for 18, 118 yards and a touchdown. Okay. He did throw a touchdown to uh, Jawan Green, 3 for 58 and a touchdown. But Kyle Pitts, this play by Kyle Pitts, I don't know if we can see it here. Uh, this might be the Baker Mayfield touchdown. I don't know if it's going to play. Uh, but Kyle Pitts took a really small catch. is maybe a two-yard kind of you know flare-out thing, and he just ran with it. Kyle Pitts. One target, one catch, 27 yards. One of my favorite tight ends to draft in the fifth round. I think you could do a lot of bad things in the fifth round, uh, but drafting Kyle Pitts, who could have seven to 800 yards receiving as a rookie, I think it's going to be it's, – it's realistic. If he, if he gets four or five catches per game, uh, he's going to be able to make a lot of guys miss. So Kyle Pitts, that was my takeaway from this game. Uh, Quadri Allison, if anything happens to Mike Davis, Quadri Allison, one for six through the air. He also had five for 21 on the ground. Deonta Foreman, probably going to make this team as the number three there, four for 25. Um, so some interesting backup names there to consider, but this offense is all going to be Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Mike Davis. That's kind of the hierarchy there. Uh, Baker Mayfield, six of 10, 113 yards, and he gets the touchdown there. He didn't run at all either, but his touchdown uh, over there to Kaderil Hodge, two for 42 and a touchdown. 
You see right now starters play in this one, but uh, it's nice to see Austin Hooper, one for 35. I guess he was the one starter uh, that played with Baker. Donovan Peoples-Jones, one for eight. People have been raving about his camp. But Dearness Johnson, five for fifty or five for forty-four. Uh, interesting, kind of you know third down back there for you. You also got some carries. Cream Hunt, two for five. Still Nick Chubb is going to be the boss in this one. So the Browns offense looking good. They go and get that early touchdown right away. I think Browns are one of those teams where I think you want to get a piece of it, whether it's Chubb or Hunt or even Odell or Landry. Or sometimes you can just get Baker at the end of the draft as your number two. I think Baker. Uh, could be a really decent guy to pull off your bench some weeks, but that's that's all the games. All right, let me see if we can pull up some news here. So we're going on the back 15 minutes of the show. If you guys have any questions, uh, now's the time. Fire them up. If you guys got drafts coming up, let me know what the. If you guys got any crazy, uh, you know, ideas for draft strategy or what you need. I think the rest of the week, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I might pop out a mock, maybe two more mock drafts. We'll kind of just hang out. If you guys want to hang out again at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, we'll, we'll just do a mock draft real quick. Um, maybe we'll do some more news and notes if anything's been happening. But we're just going to continue to pump out the notes this week. I did want to say, if you guys are still watching, um, during the regular season on the fantasyfellowship.com, I'm going to be doing a handful of live streams each week. And uh, we're going to have our start sit charts uh, which you can access uh, from the homepage here. It's week one, so that's why it's in orange. You also have a waiver wire report, which I'll, I'll begin to fill out. But I'm probably going to do a sneak peek of the, of the week one stuff soon. Uh, but it's kind of cool. Let me actually see if I can show you guys what it's going to look like. And uh, the way that I do it, I cover every game. I go through uh, and make these fantasy lineups for each team. So let me go ahead and uh, show you guys. I started kind of working on the Tampa Bay-Dallas game. I got my, my sheet here. And what we're going to do is we're just going to go through and I kind of just set the fantasy roster for this. So I would say, you know, these guys are both quarterback ones. Is that Ezekiel Elliott still a running back one? Maybe Jones is a number two. You get the receivers in there in their spots. So I kind of just go ahead and rank these guys. So if you're looking for a new show to watch to help you guys make some of your decisions, uh, that's coming. That's coming soon. Very excited about it. It's uh, it's really cool, too, to see people uh, enjoying the, the 2021 draft kit. Uh, we got an anonymous pumpkin in the chat. So uh, let's take a quick look at these notes. I really don't think I missed anything from earlier today. The Ravens not pursuing Todd Gurley. Carson Wentz on the COVID list, five-day return. We're still two weeks away, so that's kind of a, an interesting one. Uh, the Chiefs officially move on from Darwin Thompson. Uh, there was a small trade today. The Bengals traded their backup center to the Giants. Dude, it's not a good sign if the Giants are trading for uh, uh, a cast off of the Bengals offensive line. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty nervous about the Giants offense. Uh, I, I tend not to to want to get involved with that. Uh, let me see if I can find any more news here. And yeah, what's up? What's up with Shaq Lawson? Where was that? Um, what happened with Shaq Lawson today? Ravens activated Nick Boyle. See, there's a ton of cuts coming on this week, so it's going to be a long week for a lot of these teams. Um, look in here for anything else. Um, let me see here. Oh, from the Texans. Dang. Okay, this is a good get. You know, we know the injury there uh, to. I was confused because I'm like Lawson, you know, Carl Lawson. So he had the Achilles injury. So they go and get Shaq Lawson. So 
Uh, interesting move there. This was a Sunday trade. The Jets uh, just bolstered their defensive line a little bit with that injury there to Carl. Um, Darwin Thompson, interesting name. That's going to be kicking it. Uh, Tyler Conklin, don't sleep on Tyler Conklin. I might be willing to whip him out week one as my tight end one. If you guys wait on tight end, I think you could legit, you know, whip out Tyler Conklin and Jonu Smith. We've heard some good things, uh, some good ideas there about drafting uh, Jonu and Hunter Henry. Uh, looks like the Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, sweepstakes are still on. I'm not really sure what's going on with this. I'm probably not going to draft Watson on any of my teams. Uh, but there's the COVID list there for Zach Pascal. Same with Carson Wentz. Uh, again, Tyler Conklin. Going to be the tight end one uh, this uh, this coming you know week one here. I'm trying to think. Tanner Hudson, interesting name for the Buccaneers. That's going to be let go. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Um, <laughs> the Texans are willing to, to listen to offers for pretty much any of its veterans. So David Johnson and Brandon Cooks, uh, those guys could be on the market. We'll see if a, a wise team decides to free those guys up. The Bears listening to trades for Nick Foles. Uh, it's kind of a fun, interesting um, you know, season here, part of the season. So Jamison Hensley reports Tyson Williams has leapfrogged Justice Hill as the Ravens' number two running back. Now, this is the role that Gus Edwards has had the last three seasons on this team. Um, so Tyson Williams, if anything happens to Gus Edwards, file this name away, Tyson Williams. He's going to be the guy that, that we're, we're probably going to be running to the waiver wires for. Uh, if you have room now and you can cut somebody, uh, maybe it's worth holding on to him the first week or two. Uh, you never know what can happen. If he looks really, really good week one, maybe they got to give him more carries. Uh, we talked about Javante. Uh, in this one, he was not held out of the team's final preseason game against the Rams due to injury. So the team felt good about Williams' performance in Denver. Like, Williams might be the starter week one. So I'm I'm excited about Javante. Try to get him on your teams if you can. And, yeah, that Pitts catch and run. Like, whoo, it's going to be around like, round five, round six. You can get a tight end that could uh, set some records here as a rookie. I'm willing to take the chances on it. Uh, defenses are going to be probably double-teaming Calvin Ridley. You got to worry about some of the other players on that team too, but Kyle Pitts, you can't really find a player that's going to get more yards after catching him from the tight end position. So I really like, uh, I really like that move there. Uh, thank you for uh, for the kind words. Do I drop Mooney or Higby for the Ravens guy? Um, no, those names probably hold a little bit more weight. I'm th- if you if you play in a deeper league and you're holding on to a backup, or I mean, I'd probably rather own like if it came down to me and I had Philip Lindsay or Tyson Williams. I'm probably just going to go get Tyson Williams. If anything happens to Gus Edwards, it's a great running team. I think that's a little bit higher ceiling. Um, so I think with this one, though, Mooney, Higby, hold on to those guys. Someone might scoop them up if you go to the waiver wire with them. Uh, but let's let's just keep this uh, – keep a name, keep the eye, you know, on Tyson Williams. Add them to your watch list or whatever ESPN's got. Uh, we'll just file that away and just kind of keep it monitoring. He's a rookie. We'll, we'll probably see a lot of Gus Edwards early, but if anything happens, that's who we're going to be interested in. Um, so – Good stuff. Thank you guys for hanging out. I think I'm gonna get out of here though. I did update the, the the 21 draft kit or 2021 draft kit. We got all the new rankings and the projections up on the site right now. Uh, I might have some more tweaks before by the end of the week, but uh, we'll do some mock drafts. We'll hang out live a couple more times this weekend. We're just getting ready for the start of the season. Ten days away. Super pumped. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, that's gonna to do it. Have a good rest of your evening. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.